I'm Maddie. And I'm Wanda. I mean, I'm Pietro. <laughs> wait, wait, I didn't even choose wait. the right one. I'm Wanda. <laughs> You're Wanda. I'm Pietro. And it was actually Agatha all along. Yeah. Welcome to the Mutant Ages, a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men, including WandaVision slash X-Men Evolution. Again, again, again. again. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the Last week we did the episode of X-Men Evolution that was straight up the same plot as Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And now now we're back to WandaVision. Now again. we're doing WandaVision. We've got Agatha Harkness. We've got Wanda. If only WandaVision had Mystique in it, though, that would have been really awesome. But that's or not Falcon, what WandaVision well, was. It's questionable. Maybe Mystique is in Falcon and Winter Soldier. I forgot the name of that. I keep on forgetting the title. Just call of- it Captain Falcon. Honestly, that's what the show's called. Yeah, I know. I keep on thinking it's Bucky fucks a bird, and then I'm like, that's not what it's called. And when I'm trying to describe the show to people, I keep on saying Bucky fucks a bird, and they're like, Ryan, what are you even saying? And I'm like, oh, wait. That's like a joke <laughs> stupid that's joke internal. That you and me and Todd. Honestly, Todd came up with that. Todd started calling um, Captain Falcon Bucky fucks a bird in our Slack chat, and like now all three of us call it Bucky fucks a bird but only among the three of us which then means that the rest of the time i'm talking to anyone else outside of you our have to remember what it's like, called. i have to remember what the show's called the show's title is too long i don't know why they called it that i really feel like they could have done better than that the real thing here is that todd is actually responsible for any of our jokes here on the mutant ages so thanks it's todd. so true todd is our ghost writer for the entire show <laughs> um anyway let's talk about wandavision aka okay. x-men evolution this episode rules should we do a previously on the x-men sure even though wanda is not present previously on the x-men but no but magneto and pietro mystique are. is magneto is pietro okay is. that's actually important stuff so previously on the x-men it's x-men evolution in season one we were introduced to pietro Pietro, who was just like the we know who he is. He's the he's fast a speedster. He has a crush on Evan, but he's like a little bit of a bad boy. Yeah. And it turns yep. out that Magneto's his dad. And they Daddy-o. confirm that in this episode. I think it was just hinted at strongly before. I can't remember if they actually confirmed it. No, they said it. it in the end of season one. Yeah, like, you could be yeah, right. That's my dad. And yeah. Mystique's like, I don't care. So <laughs> then yeah. Mystique at the end of season one fell into the pink tube that Magneto slash Mr. Sinister built. Mm-hmm. And then she turned into X-Men Super 2000 Mystique, Mystique for a second. Yeah, yeah. And then in season two, everyone was like, we don't know if she made it off of Asteroid M, but I think it was actually just like floating M above the Antarctic. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it was um, kind of an asteroid, kind of just a cool 
floating building metal thing yeah i don't know and um, so so mystique somehow escaped magneto somehow escaped we already right, saw but nobody knows where mystique has been except for us the viewer because yes. this new character risty wild has been walking around hanging mm-hmm. out with rogue and trying to be like who's gonna date who because it's mystique and she <laughs> yep. actually does care about this on some level I know. but at the meantime she's also using this to get into xavier's institute to steal information off of cerebro very and important. she's running around yes. like actively sabotaging things that the X-Men are doing. And doing a really good job and honestly being the most competent character on this entire show when it comes to planning something and acting on it and having motivations that make sense. Because she is basically against everything Xavier does, which, same. And she's also against Magneto, which on this show, I agree with her. Magneto's motivations are kind of weird. Like They are kind of weird. And also in season one, she was working with him and mm -hmm. he just kind of dumped her aside because he could have beat Storm after after she worked for him for like I years. Know. It was basically Magneto was like, I'm gay and I'm not attracted to you. And like, I don't really want women around in my like new future where I put men into my fancy special box that makes people sexy. And Mystique was like, fuck you. I'm going to go in the sexy box. I'm going to become sexy and more powerful than ever. I'm going to wear some hot black lingerie for the rest of the show. And right. I'm going to destroy you. And I'm also going to destroy Xavier. And it's epic as hell. It is great. And Mystique <laughs> looks like Demona from Gargoyles now. She does. She has fangs now. She's like She-Hulk, but blue. I don't know. I'm so into it. I enjoyed this episode so I much. I love this. <laughs> so I think this is where we're going to pick up because yeah. it's time for the Hex Factor, which yes. is Wanda's introduction to X-Men Evolution. Excellent. Uh, what, say say what you want, but Wanda is a mutant and will always be a mutant to Maddie and I. That is so true. And she is a mutant in this episode. She's a mutant and she also has magic powers, which is... Okay, yeah, that's like also introduced in this episode. Yeah. There's a lot that's just dropped in this episode. They're just I like, liked it though, also magic is here. They don't need to explain it. Like they just kind of do it the way that WandaVision did it, where they're just like, yeah, whatever. Magic is real. Don't worry about it. Like it's right. just part of it. So it's just quickly dropping us into this bigger world, which I think is intentional because by the end of this, this is when mutants get outed to all of society. So we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. exists. We know that Nick Fury and Logan were having a relationship in the past at some point. We know that Steve Rogers Rogers. and Logan were having a relationship in the past. Yep. But we know exactly when because we got to see a lot of flashbacks of that specifically happening. But yeah, we know it's a wider world. And the fact that the world is expanding somewhat is important because eventually the mutants are going to be revealed to society and the the scope of the show is going to increase somewhat. Honestly, season two of X-Men Evolution is exactly what they need to copy for the MCU at this point. It's, it's like right there. There's no way they haven't watched it. Like if I were writing X-Men into the MCU, I would watch these animated shows. I would watch X-Men TAS. It's one of the most popular shows ever, so I'd watch it anyway. And then I'd watch this show and be like, okay, like how did these shows handle it? Because it's just interesting. And I'm I'm sure they're taking some inspirations from these because they're so popular and like, I don't know. That's just me why wishful thinking probably, but I hope they're watching yeah. them. Yeah, me too. Anyway, so let's talk about let's the episode. Open up to an insane asylum. It's I like know. Okay. it really is like a stereotypical insane asylum. A problematic term, but like that is literally what this is. Like it is it's a loony bin. It's a madhouse. It's an insane asylum. We're back asylum. in Sucker Punch. That's what's happening. Yeah, we're in Sucker kind Punch. Of, we're yeah. in we're in Arkham Asylum. That's okay, what's happening. Okay, that's the other thing that it made me think of was a genuinely Arkham Asylum. I was like Like Harley what? Quinn is just here asking Wanda questions. She's I like, would love So what you eat for lunch today? <laughs> Dr. Harleen Quinzel is interviewing Wanda about her state of mind. JK is fucking Xavier, but whatever. We'll get okay, there. I don't know why it's him. It, okay, this is crazy. Okay, so it zoom in 
into Xavier entering this mental health institute. <laughs> we can call it an asylum. It's an asylum. It looks like <laughs> it looks like the one from New Mutants, basically. Yeah. On the inside. It like also has like the technology of like 1975. I know. And so he's rolling down the hallway with a guard. There's some bars. Like there's bars on every door, every window. It's like a prison, basically. And so the guard lets Xavier in. It's like D2 all over again. You know, there's people just screaming in the background. Master Brain and Mystic are kept in cells elsewhere. Um, don't worry about them. Anyway, Xavier rolls into a cell by himself and the guard closes the door. And I wrote in my notes, sadly, this isn't an episode about Xavier going to prison. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Um, then we cut away to this other room that's full of a bunch of guards who are like preparing for something. Crazy, by the way, there's like a giant metal contraption in the middle of the room. It's Mm -hmm. like a box. Yeah. And so they're all getting prepared to open this box, which... Moves like a like a pieces of a roller coaster where like that's the kind of mechanism it is. And they move this box away. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, they have Wanda, who's this little goth girl, tied up in a straight jacket like 13 times. And chains and like these two poles extending out from the chains that they can grab in order to pull her forward. Well, it's like what they do with like Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, Lecter type basically, people. yeah. So she is like tiny, cute, goth girl Hannibal Lecter. Well, except that's like a real thing they do in real life. If the person's too dangerous, you know, like... Okay, if- but like in this case, Wanda literally has magic powers and mutant powers, so it's like not like real life, but yes, other than that, it's exactly well, like real I- I was saying in real life, if you deal with somebody that is Hannibal Lecter style, if you let him lose, he'll like, or Mm -hmm. they will like kill the guards and stuff. Like if you're worried about somebody killing the guards and eating them. Yeah. You know, like Hannibal Lecter, um, like Pac-Man. Yeah. Anyway, so they start pulling Wanda forward because she has a doctor's appointment with fucking Xavier, which we don't know yet, but whatever. That's why they're doing this to her. They're like screaming like, don't let her hands get free. Don't let her do anything. Don't. They scream, scream, don't let her hands get free like 35 times. They genuinely do. And all the voices are overlapping, except then instantly. It's the same voice actor, by the way. she gets free, by the way. Like, I don't know how they thought this was going to work, but like she just smashes out of the the restraints and starts destroying the building. Well, she touches it and the streets just melt Mm -hmm. and like she starts running through and it's like all chaos. It's crazy. Like fire starts exploding. The walls start cracking. It's really kind of cool. Lights are blowing up. Mm-hmm. Like the war- the walls are warping around her. It's really actually a great animation. It is. And it's she runs super into cool. the room with Xavier and she reaches out to him. And we're like, oh shit, is she gonna kill Xavier? Because <laughs> thank God. And like, nope, opening credits. <laughs> yep. And then as soon as we come back from the opening credits, Xavier uses his powers to basically I mean, Wanda screams in pain at whatever Xavier's doing here. He's like deleting her anger from her brain or something. It's really fucked up. Like she is crying out in pain and then very slowly collapsing to the ground. And I was like, this is alarming. Like, what is this? Like, what is he doing? And then Xavier goes, um, excuse me, but you're angry today. And I thought I was teaching you not to be angry, even though we're locking you inside a box and thousands of restraints. And then he he falls it up and he goes, aren't they treating you well here? (laughs) I lost it. 
I, I was like, wow. I, Xavier. I wrote down, dude, she's literally in a straitjacket and can't move. How well exactly do you think she's being treated here? Like She's what? locked in a box. <laughs> she's she's like, locked in a box. She's in a prison locked in a box. She's in a box twice, you know? I don't even know. She's in a box 24-7 as far as we can tell. And like, I don't know, guess she's getting food and bathroom breaks, but that's about it. I mean, we don't know. Like, wait, how? What is happening? And so then Wanda's like... Get me the fuck out of here, Wanda's like, get me out. Yeah, she's like, are you fucking nuts you asshole get me the fuck out of here and xavier does that thing he's like wanda i can't let you be at the institute because I, you have a place there because you're too risky but you're just too fucking crazy for me <laughs> and i have to keep oh up like the face that we're like a really nice place to be i really only like teenagers who obey absolutely everything that i do and i haven't yet been able to brainwash you enough to prove that you'll do that so i'm gonna need a few more brainwashing sessions with you in order to take you home right and right now rogue's already giving me enough trouble as it is so i really just can't have two of you and like i already had boom boom at the institute and she like reminds me of you a little bit and like i just can't really have (laughs) women who talk back to me at the institute just generally it was like i I checked this timestamp on this so it was like three minutes in and i already hate charles xavier like it was three minutes i don't know this episode is fascinating though because it's like you i think you are supposed to sympathize with wanda throughout like i really do think that. And I also think you're supposed to sympathize with Mystique. I yes, think these are the I characters agree. we're on the team with. And there, I'm just going to co- go out right now and say there's probably not going to be a who's gay section in this episode because that's just not in here. But there could be a like, let's break down. We'll go back and return to politics this episode. I don't even know. I like, have some thoughts about the queer coding of Wanda, but we'll get to that when we get to the epic haircut scene. Well, I okay, I think so too. Yeah, I do yeah, think yeah, about yeah. that. So anyway, a doctor in a lab coat walks in. It took me about 30 seconds to realize this was Mystique, but it is not revealed until the very end of this scene. But anyway, this doctor right. is Mystique in disguise. So the doctor walks in and he's like, um, hey, we have to cut Wanda's session short. I need to take her to radiology for some MRIs. And Xavier's like, okay, Wanda, I expect you to go quietly no more outbursts and i was just like oh or my i'll God. delete your brain again and it was like you. xavier like, why are you even here why are you responsible for magneto's child like what even is going on that here? is also fascinating like okay <laughs> i don't even know what to think of that like why is xavier meddling in magneto's kids life right i don't know i really don't know because he doesn't do this for pietro he well yeah, that's a good point. Like, I'm thinking back on the Pietro and Evan episode and like Xavier did take over Evan's life in a really fucked up way that we talked about at the time. But he basically had abandoned Pietro as a lost cause for whatever reason. Like, I think he just kind of was like, well, Pietro can't be controlled. But he probably right. thinks Mag- that Wanda can be because Magneto abandoned her here and basically was like, eh, I don't care about her. But like Xavier loves to manipulate people, so he probably looked at that situation and was like, maybe I can get in there. Or he's trying to do the thing that Mystique... Well, I mean, Mystique... We'll get to the Mystique stuff later, but maybe he just wants to take advantage of Wanda's powers. I don't know. I mean, that is arguably what Mystique is trying to do here, but I actually think Mystique genuinely helps Wanda, so I don't know. We'll we'll get to I, it as we I get feel to too. it. Okay, so. so so the other doctor slash Mystique is taking Wanda um, yeah. down the hallway. There's some, some guards taking a break nearby, and Mystique is like, I'm just getting some x-rays. Don't worry about it. And there's like this this cool scene. There's a bunch of like slow, quiet scenes here where the doctors are, the doctor's like letting Wanda through and stuff. And but they're they, also terrified of her. Yeah, which is interesting. It's good animation. And so then the doctor walks Wanda past the radiology room, and Wanda's like, 
uh, what the fuck? Aren't we going in there? And the doctor's like, just keep moving, keep moving. They get to a stairwell. Wanda starts having a panic attack because she's like, what the fuck is going on? And she starts losing control of her powers at the same time. Yeah, like the whole building's shaking. There's cracks going everywhere. And the doctor's like, don't be agitated. I'm going to help you. And so they run down the halls together. The building keeps falling apart. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So then the doors on the uh, to get out, they open and it's like, it was Agatha all along. (laughs) It's amazing. It's Agatha standing there. Agatha is here. Agatha is here. Agatha Harkness is here. She's singing. She's She's meddling in the visions. Shit. You know, she's singing, except she's also saying a spell in a language that sounds Slavic. I don't know what language they chose to have her speak here. Um, No idea. Sorry. If anybody knows, you can write into the mutant ages at gmail.com. Anyway, the doctor turns into mystique in her new sexy outfit. And she's like, talking to Agatha who is his giving Wanda this spell that calms her down and Mystique is like good just keep her under control and so this is sort of like arguable as to whether this is a better or worse situation for Wanda than before like Agatha's controlling Wanda instead of Xavier but she seems to be doing a better job okay but she's doing a better job and what we find out through the episode is that Agatha actually spends a lot of time trying to help Wanda control herself without like Agatha's teaching her how to control her powers basically and to control these urges like Mm -hmm. it's not right now in this moment Agatha is like yeah I'm taking over and I'm gonna put her under a spell yeah she does that a couple times in this episode but as the episode continues you see her working with Wanda to try and like help have Wanda be able to do that on her own you know I feel like the other notable difference here is that when Agatha puts this spell on Wanda she doesn't cry out in pain and collapse the way she did with Xavier she just what the fuck was that like Wanda just stands there finally looking calm which is very different and like so Agatha and Wanda get into a car nearby and Mystique is like I've got other business to attend to she turns back into a different prison guard and walks back into the asylum and we can talk about what that means later maybe at the end of the episode well I could what I guess we could talk about it right now though instead of visiting it later right I think it makes more sense I mean do we want to spoil this for the listeners or what do we want to say do we want to maybe not reveal what Mystique does because it's not revealed till the end of the season okay that's true let's just say that like well i don't know (laughs) mystique's awesome and there's a purpose to why she's going in here and if you're new to the show which i can't think there's probably some people but most of you probably are not you probably know where this is going but she ends up posing as somebody else for the remainder of the show and you can kind of figure it out Mm -hmm. so although she does pose um just as normal blue mystique at other points in this episode like we do still get to see her i do have a question how mystique's running around the entire yeah, like town how does transforming she have the into time? everyone. Yeah, that's I like know. I don't know, like whatever. But, but we that's always fine. have that question about her. So whatever. after this horrible scene where this like queer kid has been locked up for being too queer and too mentally ill, and so on and so forth, we cut over to like this perfect white kid school. That's yeah. we go over to Bayville Once High. Once again, we're back at the back at the Bayville suburbs, right? Where- and Kurt's having Kurt's also having a really rough time in which he can't open his locker. <laughs> I know life is so hard this side story is so bizarre like why I don't I you know what's here? funny is that I forgot that this side story happened here I thought it was in a different episode I remembered it but I was like wow it's like it's basically about Kitty trying to bake and she can't bake and yeah. it's like okay so, that's the joke I also like that this show keeps on doing this where it juxtaposes this situation where things are really terrible for this other mutant queer kid like and they do that with Wanda, but they've done it on other times on the show. They've done it with like Aurora and Evan and whatever. And then it will always cut back to like 
here's the kids that are white and trying to deal with things like who's gonna date who and life is so hard for them and at first i was like this is kind of like weird and like racist or but at this point i'm like actually i think they're doing it intentionally i think they're like being like here's the life of somebody who's not doing well and now we're over here where these people get to live the perfect lives together. Mm-hmm. Or at least like somewhat better lives because like Kitty and Kurt are still mutants, but they've been adopted by Xavier and they're sort of like allowed to fit in in a certain type of way. And so they have regular right. problems. Like they just have a different life. And like, so Kurt is trying to open his locker and he can't open it. And Kitty just like sneakily uses her powers to phase through and grab him his history textbook that he needs. And then she's like, I actually need a favor. You need to give me an unbiased opinion on these muffins that I baked for home at class. And they're like completely disgusting and Kurt tries them and is like these are terrible and then that's the scene and like that is going to be a running gag is like Kitty trying and failing to cook muffins for like the entire rest of the episode. Plot A is this extremely dark storyline and they're like quickly plot B is Kitty can't bake and it's like and I was sitting there being like this is really funny. Why is this here? I don't even understand. And then two seconds later, I was like, never mind. I've written several episodes of Gino where this is also the thing where something dark happens. And then like Poochie's like, Pepper can't bake. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like a classic sitcom joke where it's like they're trying to even out this episode, which is super dark by just right. having a joke about how Kitty can't bake muffins. Sure, I know. And also this muffin that he drops literally bounces down the hall like a bouncing ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the other muffins later like breaks the tile that it falls onto. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just slapstick. I don't know. Anyway, we go to Scott and Jean who are walking outside and Scott is like, hey, so what's going on with Duncan these days? Which like, I, which is like, I was like, I realized this is him flirting with Jean and Jean flirting back with him. But the opening line was Scott also being like, I want to know what Duncan's doing. Yeah, I know. And Jean is like, yeah, he's around, you know. And Scott's like, no, tell me. And Jean is like, he's just not the guy I thought he was. It hasn't been that great. Not like it is with you and Taryn. And then Scott is like, oh, yeah, I forgot I ever went on a date with Taryn. Wait, but anyway. I also like, why is Jean like, Jean's just like, he's not the guy I thought he was. And it's like, really, Jean, you're just figuring that out. Are you an idiot? Like, yeah, like what? every time we've seen Duncan, he's treated Jean like a piece of meat. Like, what are we supposed to and think And also, here? he like, walks over to Jean's friends and like, is like, you're stupid. Yeah, like, whatever. Like, I don't know. Ugh. Anyway, so Scott is like, I remember I'm dating Taryn now. But seriously, though, Jean, I want to tell you something dramatic pause and then a car starts honking nearby and it's duncan and duncan just honks the car like six thousand times and gene and scott like can't manage to have a conversation about what scott was going to say which of course is that he has a crush on gene and eventually scott gives up and he's like whatever just go hang out with him he's waiting on you and gene sort of annoyedly walks walks away and is like fine i'm coming so then we go to the brotherhood this is like probably oh my god i love this entire scene it's a really long scene and it's so good Mm -hmm. so we're gonna go to the brotherhood mansion there's a thunderstorm now sure mystique like kicks down the door and she's like (laughs) guess who's back and everyone just screams it's like really funny (laughs) it is really funny and toad's like is that really you? And Mystique just picks up Toad and throws him into the next room. And he's like, yeah, it's her. (laughs) And Mystique's like, you pathetic lazy clods have destroyed my house, which answers the question we had. We're like, has it always been a shithole? And it's like, no, it was just them while she was gone. Mm -hmm. And Fred's like, "Uh, yeah, we thought about fixing it, but and Mystique's (laughs) like, grow some balls. Whatever happened to the team of tough mutants I assembled? And Pietro's like, "Um, excuse me, we're as tough as ever. (laughs) It's like, 
<laughs> and Mystique's like, yeah. oh yeah, when's the last time you beat the X-Men? Oh right, never. They've beaten you on every level and worse, one of you tried joining them. And then Lance looks sad mm-hmm. and then Boom Boom walks out and she's like, let me guess, you must be Mystic of the Demon. <laughs> and Mystique is like, no, I'm Mystique. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. Move out of my room, which clearly she already does know that Tabitha has been living in her room. So she must have been watching them secretly as Risty Wild this whole well, time. Well, I mean, she was Risty, yeah. you know? And then she's like, think you can handle that? Bam, bam, like purposefully mispronouncing Boom Boom's name. And Boom Boom starts creating a bomb in her hands and is like, sure. And then Pietro like zips up there, grabs the bomb and throws it away and is like, not a good idea. Fred catches the bomb, hot potatoes it to Toad, throws Toad in another room and plugs his ears while Toad explodes explodes in the other room and it's like okay sure and then and then the boys turn to mystique and like stand up straight with their arms behind their backs and mm-hmm. smile at mystique and boom boom looks like genuinely hurt yeah. like she's like wow okay you guys like are just doing the same shit that everyone's doing to xavier is cool yep. cool 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 i'm out like yeah i mean she's basically at this point she's like fine if you're not even gonna like stand by me after like i've been hanging out with you like she literally took fred to the fucking dance you know mm-hmm. like whatever they've all abandoned her i mean they have a new mommy now and it's their original mommy mystique and they don't need her anymore right. she was kind of like a wendy to the lost boys situation before yeah that's true and so mystique's like she learns quickly unlike the rest of you and pietro's like yeah but where the fuck were you all this time and mystique's like um that doesn't even matter you just need to know <laughs> that i'm back and those arrogant little x-men are about to get knocked down a peg gentlemen meet your new secret weapon and then Wanda walks in and Pietro's like Wanda and Wanda goes Pietro and then the house just immediately goes fucking haywire I know and all the boys run out of the room screaming which is like also really funny because the house is falling apart suddenly and Toad and Pietro quickly hide behind an armchair together and Toad is like ex-girlfriend and Pietro's like dude I'm gay that's my sister and Toad goes yeah that makes more sense that's word for word what they say just okay, kidding and no, then it, it cuts away and then it comes back and Lance is like okay okay, your entire family needs a fucking therapist. Make her stop. (laughs) And Pietro's like, you make her stop. And Lance is like, okay, sure, I will. Jesus Christ. And so he uses his powers, but then Wanda reviews versus the powers on him. Then Toad gets up and jerks off at her, but then manages to hit himself. Yeah, like Wanda just redirects the Toad jizz back onto Toad's face and Toad goes, gross, I slime myself. And it's Which I thought was really funny. I was like, okay, that's like he came on his mouth and that's really funny. And so then Agatha walks in and she's like, Wanda, calm down. She starts speaking in another language, Mm -hmm. casts that same spell from before, and then Agatha and Wanda leave the room. And Mystique's just like, that should give you some small idea of what she can do. And Pietro's like, are you fucking nuts bringing Wanda here? She's totally out of control, and she's a Scarlet Witch with those powers. Mm -hmm. And Mystique's like, which is exactly why she's valuable to us, dumbass. (laughs) Anyway, Agatha's here. It was Agatha all along, and she can train her. Mm -hmm. And then Pietro's like, what makes you think she's going to cooperate with us? She kind of hates me these days. And Mystique's like she'll cooperate and this is when we get a flashback sort of a mystique downloading xavier's files from that arcade episode and she reveals that xavier has a complete psychological profile of wanda and then mystique's like basically like she'll do what we need because we can give her the one thing she wants and that's to like fucking kill magneto Mm -hmm. and then we see boom boom leaving in the background and she's got her chin up she's fucking annoyed and she's like I'm out of here. Definitely too many women for this house. She walks outside for the best moment of this whole episode where she goes, room's all yours. And Mystique's room just blows up. And she goes, Mystique, and leaves. And it's like, 
All right. I love Boom Boom. Yeah. She's the best character on this show. She's Hands the best. Down. It's it's cute, but it's also kind of sad because it's like she has this teen girl like competitiveness with the other women she meets, but also so do they. And like clearly there is only room for one mommy in the Brotherhood house and it's Mystique. And Mystique was basically like, I don't need you. Um, You can go. And that sucks. I mean, it sucks for Boom Boom. It's kind of a failure on Mystique's part to not recognize Boom Boom's value. Like... I don't know. Yeah, it's too bad. I thought about that too. I was like, I don't know. I, again, it's like at some point, do you think they were going to do sort of an X Force mock up or an X Factor? Because they are, keep on introducing these characters that kind of leave, like Boom Boom's one of them. Mm-hmm. And then you have like multiple men who's in the background in Forge and even Pietro being sort of like back and forth on what he's doing. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, what happens to Boom Boom after this? Does she go back to the X Men? Do we. No. Okay. This is actually never answered on the show because we see her a bunch on the show and we'll sometimes see her at the X Mansion with everybody, but she's not living there. Mm. So she finds somewhere else to live that we never get to see, at least. At this point, maybe we would have at some point if the show had continued. You know, there's an episode later where she's on a cruise with the X-Men and Aurora's like, Aurora insinuates that she's been in touch with Boom Boom this whole time and sort of like looking out for her. Mm -hmm. So that is all we'd really get on that. Anyway, back to a scene that's just goofy as hell because sure. Okay, so it's like another thunderstorm and supposed to be posed as scary and like Kurt's hiding around in the kitchen and Scott's just trying to get some milk and cookies again and like (laughs) Kurt's like hiding behind his ex-boyfriend and he's like, Kitty's going to kill me! And so the (laughs) idea is that Kitty's like this psycho killer because she's creating these muffins that are so bad. (laughs) They're like gonna kill somebody. And so Kitty walks back in and is like, you need to taste test my muffins again (laughs) and scott like shrugs and looks at kurt like i guess you have to eat the muffins and there's this really funny (laughs) shot of kurt like slowly taking the muffin and raising it to his mouth like as though he's gonna (laughs) eat it again and it's like kurt stop eating the muffins it's honestly you don't have to do this it's also really funny i this show really nails Nightcrawler and Kitty Pride's relationship with each other and the comic books. And it's so good. I like I I, that's something I appreciate about this show is that it just understands these characters and how they interact with each other in the comic books. So mm-hmm. so luckily, Xavier interrupts them and saves Kurt from having to eat this like poisoned muffin, essentially. And so he rolls in and he's like, Scott, Kitty, Kurt, gather everyone together and meet me in the library. Tell them it's top priority. And Kurt is like, well, we better do as he says and immediately bamps away and the muffin drops to the floor and cracks a tile, which is <laughs> hilarious. And Scott just stares at it. Kitty like shrugs. She's like, uh oh, womp womp. <laughs> and it's like, Okay, whatever. So then we go to the library um, and Xavier's like recapping this Wanda situation. Oh my God. He's basically like, I've had numerous sessions with her in the hospital and she has a fucked up brain and crazy powers. And because she's unstable and I refuse to give her therapy, she's too dangerous. We should kill her. And Jean is like, what's the source of all this fear? And Xavier's Jean's like, what the fuck are you even saying? Jean's like, (laughs) so was there a specific traumatic event that caused all of this? And Xavier's like, yeah, I guess so. Anyway, it was her dad who abandoned her at the asylum years ago when she became unmanageable. And so Rogue is like, okay, now what? Maybe she just ran away. Okay, but I think this is important that Rogue says that because Rogue's like, okay, but like, 
do we just abandon people who have bad parental figures because like what the fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and also rogue sort of assumes that wanda had agency in this like she suggests that wanda ran away on her own which is very right. rogue interpretation of events i mean wouldn't you run away i mean like rogue's great anyway xavier says no i sense the hand of someone else in this someone who may be planning to use those dangerous powers of hers against us which is accurate it is mystique except yeah anyway whatever i'm not gonna say anything else about this scene (laughs) (laughs) all right anyway so then we go outside the brotherhood house again and agatha's got like wanda wrapped in a ring of fire Mm -hmm. and wanda's just screaming yeah and agatha's agatha is telling her to like she's teaching her how to use her powers and also cast spells at the same time and she's Mm -hmm. also telling wanda to not repress the memories and to lean into the pain that she's feeling and like let it out and be like, no, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to feel it. I mean, Agatha's actually doing what therapists do right here, it, except with an aside of being like, here's how to teach. Here's magic. You want to do this? Like, yeah, I'll teach you I magic mean, tricks and fix your brain. You know, it's also like it, it's a sort of classical definition of magic where magic represents the feelings that you're experiencing. So the magic, the flames are Wanda's anger. And they will go out if she can experience serenity and like move past the anger. Right. So Agatha's like trying to instruct Wanda in that. And she's like, the rage is strong, but you're stronger. But Wanda is in the middle of a PTSD flashback to the moment when Magneto abandoned her. Oh, because it's like honestly awful. It's yeah. like Magneto and P- she's, we don't really see what's happening yet because we just see flashes and bits and pieces of it. And right. We see like Magneto and Pichu abetting her and she like loses her shit so we don't really know then it cuts mm-hmm. to another scene where agatha now has a floating crystal that's it's the dark crystal it's here she agatha had it all along i think that wanda created the crystal herself though so she's levitating the crystal and it's creating like the aurora borealis in the room they're in mm-hmm. it's like casting all these rainbows on the walls and it's really beautiful and agatha is right. like okay restrain the darkness see only the beauty of the crystal and then wanda unfortunately has yet another ptsd flashback to getting taken to the asylum and the vision of the crystal like melts away into nothingness she's also screaming father father please don't leave me father like it's, it's really awful. sad and like agatha just sort of sits there silently while wanda starts to cry which like I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough. Like, I feel like this is just stuff that Wanda has to go through. Well, right. And then there's this scene where Wanda cuts off all of her hair. I love this because like, this is when she turns to a complete lesbian and we love every second of it. She's she becomes a lesbian Avenger. She becomes a awesome butch goth. I just I like this for a lot yeah, of she, reasons. She like, went to Hot Topic real quick. It was great. <laughs> so I feel like the scene, any scene of a character cutting off their hair is usually an important moment for them regaining control. Like that's a pretty common metaphor. Like there's the queer metaphor where she's like, I want to present more butch. I had to grow up my hair in the asylum and I hate it and I want to cut it all off. So there's that part of it where she's like giving herself a cool butch haircut. But it's also like she's reclaiming her own identity as a mutant and like, you know, her past, like all that stuff is to me represented in this scene. I don't know. I really liked it. Um, I do too. I really liked it too. It's queer. And she's also like accepting her mental illness or however, whatever metaphor you want to take. I don't know. I mean, we have, we have both gone to the same phase where we've cut up our hair, done something crazy. Oh yeah. I still cut my own hair. (laughs) Like I, I, I definitely recognize both times you and I went through like really bad breakups. And then suddenly we're like, we cut all of our hair off, Mm -hmm. not because like of anything, but we just like, we're doing a new look. 
And that's why both you and I have really short hair now. <laughs> it's true. And it's also like it's re- it's a part of reclaiming yourself and also like getting past yeah. a trauma by being like, I am a different person. You know, the phoenix is rising, whatever. It, that stuff really yeah, works. I like my my ex's mother passed away. And when that happened, he cut all of his hair off. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think that and at the time he's like, this has nothing to do with that. And I was like, it's OK to say that it is, but whatever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like a good way to move past grief and like define who you want to be well exactly and it's good anyway so then she's in here she's cut off her hair and pietro walks in and he's like looks nice and wanda yeah. just starts screaming <laughs> and pietro's like wanda please i just want to talk i mean you're my sister and wanda just kind of like gets a hold of herself is like oh and doesn't actually say anything she just kind of like groans well, okay okay she groans and we hear sort of the same magical noise that was happening when agatha was training her before so wanda is doing something with magic to sort of like control herself so mm-hmm. on her own like she actually like yeah. does gain control of the situation exactly all this time like like nobody has thought to just help wanda in this asylum and agatha spent like a day or two with her or whatever we don't know how much time has passed and agatha's like let me just teach you how to like control Use these your powers. Yeah. yeah, And like also like, you know, control yourself and be, let yourself be in control. And the whole time, that's what Agatha is saying. She's like, no, you're in control. You're a strong. You have this trauma. It's there. We're not going to pretend it's not there, but like you can get past it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm like, has literally nobody helped this queer kid at all to do that? No. And I mean, finally, somebody's fucking helping her. And like, I thought yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it was Agatha cool. all along. <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool in this moment that even though Wanda doesn't say anything, she just kind of scoffs. And then it's like as though she pulls herself together. Pietro responds to that with thanks, as though he's like acknowledging like, oh, Thank you for not hurting me with your powers and pulling yourself together. (laughs) And then he goes, I know how hard it must have been on you. And Wanda goes, you don't know anything, which I would say is true. Yeah, she's like, you don't know shit, you asshole. And Pietro's like, I really didn't want him to leave you there, really. But you were so out of control. He convinced me that it was all for the best. And then we get a real version of the flashback. Okay, this is where we finally see what happens. So it's this moment of Wanda screaming father while she's being dragged up the asylum steps into the asylum by a bunch of orderlies. And then we see little tiny baby baby Pietro who's standing in the rain next he to Magneto sad. who's in a trench coat looking goth and surly and like his silver foxy self and then the orderlies shut the asylum doors it's raining of course it's raining um Magneto opens the car doors with his powers and like he and Pietro get inside and they watch the orderlies restraining Wanda she's behind a barred window yeah and she's screaming and crying she's screaming don't leave me which is like that's the shot that it hangs on is Wanda sobbing and saying don't leave me as they're driving away like this is like not an easy episode to watch it's so sad but it's also like I don't blame Pietro for this, actually. Like, I get why Wanda does, because it's emotional. I don't either. I mean, he was a kid. He's a kid. He was also under Magneto's thumb. I get why he sided with Magneto, because that's what you do in an abusive situation. Like, Wanda was clearly getting the brunt of Magneto's abuse in this moment, but Pietro was like, you know, in order to keep myself safe, I'm just going to side with him. He's more powerful than both of us. Like... It's sad. And like, clearly Pietro still has some fucking damage because in the present day to Wanda, he says, 
I'm not saying he was right, but maybe you should try to see it from his point of view, which is like, which is Pietro, like so. Whoa, no, you Pietro, have internalized come on. some bullshit, Pietro, that you need to <laughs> shake off. And Wanda goes, monsters don't have a point of view, and you're just like him. You always were, which like she's kind of wrong too. But like I understand both of their perspectives. I you guess know what they I mean? haven't, but we have to just assume they haven't seen each other since they were children. They've of been course. separated because like she's a teenager both now. Still technically children. It's just like been six years or however long right. wanda also storms out of the bathroom by the yes, way she's like yes. i'm fucking done with this conversation and mystique's there and she's like which begs the question where do your loyalties lie with me or him mm-hmm. pietro says you no doubt i mean magneto's been no father to me either which yes. is like a fair point like but it, he it's sounds like, very hesitant when he's saying this and also we have seen in previous episodes where pietro has reported back to magneto on certain things remember well, i think so pietro's like, also like scared of him i don't know yep, and mystique's yep. like well i think it's time to move forward with our plans and that's when pietro's like you think so we think we're gonna go up against magneto so Pietro knows that sense. In a way, I'm like, okay, wait. So that's why I think a lot of time has gone by. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In between like those previous scenes, it must have been like weeks of training with Agatha must have gone by. And oh, during yeah. that time, Mystique and Pietro probably sat down and like hashed out their shit. And Pietro's like, yeah, I actually don't want to go near Magneto after what he did on Asteroid M. Mm-hmm. And so Mystique's like, all right, well, I'm going to run a little test first to see if our plan will work. Yes. And that's when we cut to Xavier wheeling around the kitchen again. Yeah. He rolls on into the kitchen where all the main X-Men are. Like, they're all doing things that, like, those characters would do. Like, Evan's playing with the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Kurt's like... Kurt. I think Kurt is about to eat another muffin and Kitty's <laughs> looking at him. Yeah. But Scott's eating milk and cookies. Jean's doing her homework. Rogue just looks like she's fucking bored. You know, it's, yeah, like, yeah, really yeah. funny. Uh, and then he comes in and he's like... I sense that the Brotherhood are hanging at the mall, and for some reason, I want you to go check them out. And I think Wanda's with them, and he's joined. She's joined their team. Go investigate and tell me what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that's it. And we're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> sure. And like Scott's like Scott jumps up and he's like, "We're on it, Professor!" And he like runs out of the room. And Jean's like, "Oh my god, he needs to calm down." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had some questions about Xavier sending all these teenagers to the mall by themselves, although the twist at the end of the season kind of explains all of this. Yeah, Yeah, it does. So Kitty phases into the mall, Kurt teleports in, and then they open the doors to let everyone in, and Kitty makes a comment. She's like, this is the first time I've been here, and I didn't buy a pair of shoes. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Kitty, you've been wearing the same shoes all season. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Scott is like, let's split up. Gene, Spike, and I will take the first floor. The rest of you check out the balconies, and then we sort of like see a series of shots where that's happening, um, where Kitty and Kurt and Rogue head upstairs. Kitty sees a shadow. She jumps around the corner onto it, but it's just a mannequin, and she like collapses onto it, and it breaks. Very funny. Lance uh, walks out, and he's like it's not your color anyway about like the mannequin's outfit and kitty's like lance what are you guys doing here and lance is like kitty i want you to leave now let's just say things are gonna get wild and i don't want you to get hurt and then in the background evan's fighting fred and they're like yelling at each other it's not like their typical brotherhood versus x-men thing like lance is like no wanda might kill you and i'm like kind of in love with you right now so like i don't want you to die i mean they have their like good girl bad boy romance crush thing still where they're like i know it's like it has to happen somewhere sometimes like like lance is just wolverine on this show for some reason anyway yeah so kitty's like i have to go help my friend out of my way lance and lance is like no you gotta get out of here and kitty like phases through him and evan and fred are still fighting and evan is like i don't want to hurt you back off and fred is like that's funny because i want to hurt you and throws a tv at him and evan dodges I don't, it I don't, I don't really understand what happens here evan turns on all the tvs and 
Fred sees himself a thousand times, but like I was like, is this gonna be a fat thing? But no, Fred's just standing there laughing. It's actually not. Yeah, I actually didn't mind. They're it. They're just all on so he can spike the TVs and electrocute Friday or something. No, he doesn't even do that. They just all explode, and he's like, I can't see anything now. Like that's mm-hmm. the scene. Whatever. And then Kurt's in the department store. He's like in Macy's, and this scene is like. <laughs> What is this? It's like Pietro runs up and he's like, hey, I'm going to be your seamstress today. What are you, a size six? Let's go. And then Pietro like starts putting Kurt in drag like repeatedly. Yeah, like a full um, wedding dress and veil, by the way, which if that's not queer, what is? I I don't even know what Pietro is doing. And then eventually Jen's dumps clothes all over Kurt. He's like, that was easy. I'm like, Pietro, why did you show up this? You're like, time to dress up the X-Men in like Dresses. this clothing. He's like, he's only like the measuring tape too. He's like, let's see what size your waist is. And it's like, okay. Pietro also in this scene, he has, his voice goes super um, like Fast. effeminate. Yeah. Well, no, it's like, he also starts doing like the same gay, like quote unquote gay, stereotyped gay voice that mm-hmm. like, you know the one that's like oh my god like he goes into that um i mean I that think doesn't that doesn't mean you're gay or not but like that's what they're doing here because it's 2003 or whatever so yeah and i mean clearly he's he's supposed to be queer on this show they just aren't gonna right, literally exactly. say that but like he is um so anyway it's very silly to try to bury kurt in a bunch of clothes because that's not gonna work he bamfs out of there and like shoves pietro it's like what are you doing so kurt's like i'm just gonna throw you into a bunch of shoes and yeah. pietro's like I like these shoes. And then like the whole Kelly shoes music video from YouTube starts. And it turns out that it was Pietro all along. (laughs) So then Jean's walking around the mall fountain and she feels an earthquake. And it's obviously Lance who's breaking apart the fountain and throwing a bunch of rocks and pieces of foundation at her. Cyclops shoots some beams at the rocks, which is completely pointless. And like, I don't even know why he's trying to help. I don't even know. Like this fountain like has so many rocks in it to the point there's rocks flying all over the room and Jean's controlling them. And I'm like, Wait, how big is this fountain? And why is the fountain like a mountain in this mall? <laughs> like, it's huge. What I mean, is this? in the first shot where they show it, it's like a freaking huge fountain. So anyway, um, Toad leaps down onto Scott and like grabs the visor with his tongue and is like, come on, Summers, open your eyes. What's the matter? We're back to this again. It's like episode one all over again where Toad's like, what, your visor? I'm going to come on it. And Scott literally screams, hey, my glasses, my visor, I can't see. Yeah, and like, I know. And he actually does destroy part of the mall before remembering to close his eyes because it's Scott. Oh, my God. It's like, I don't know why he has this issue all the time, but whatever. Yeah. So then Scott is like covering his eyes with one hand and like groping around trying to find Toad who's leaping out of the way obnoxiously and being like, missed me. And then like leaps up to a balcony. Rogue touches him and he gets knocked out. Rogue grabs the visor. She leaps down with Toad's powers over to Scott and gives it back to him. Fred runs up to them screaming. Scott blasts him into a fountain. I guess a different fountain. That's what I wrote. So apparently that happened. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. There's like a thousand fountains in this beautiful mall. But then, then it's about to get fucking epic and some metal music starts playing and there's like a cut over to Wanda. Don't you want to make me bad? And it's like, it's epic as fuck. And Wanda's like slowly descending the escalator wearing a new outfit. I love it. She looks incredible. Yes. It's like, she's got like a red trench coat. Now it's playing fucking freak on a leash. It's like something to a part of me yeah that's happening here <laughs> and evan goes uh-oh bad vibe and it's like yeah understatement of the year <laughs> evan's like what the fuck is this now <laughs> yeah so wanda starts blowing stuff up making objects fly around it's like the end of carrie it's epic as hell there's a wall of fire at one point i don't even know where the fuck that comes there's from there's pillars falling down the stores are just exploding and all the items from the stores are 
flying all over the place. It kind of looks like that scene from Stranger Things 3. So Cyclops tries to shoot stuff with his eye beams, but uh, Wanda makes the beam like wiggle around and like destroy a bunch of stuff. And Cyclops like destroys this huge stone balcony. And Jean is like, Scott, what the fuck are you doing? And Scott is like, I can't control it. I can't close my eyes. And Jean like tries to use her psychic powers, but then Wanda lifts Jean in the air and like flings her backwards. She falls on top of Kurt trying to catch her. They both get flung around. Evan tries to shoot spikes at Wanda, which she just deflects naturally. There's more music here. <laughs> Matt, it's like, these are the parts of the music. It's so cool. Kitty tries to float through the floor, but Wanda just stops her from moving. I mean, like, Wanda is so fucking epic. She can just destroy everybody instantly. And like, I know. And, like, Kurt tries to grab uh, fucking Kitty and he teleports, but then they wind up upside down at a tree. And Kurt's like, I don't even understand what's happening. I didn't teleport here. Mm-hmm. And so then Gene and Scott are clinging to each other while the mall is like falling apart on on top of them and Jean is like it's no good Scott we can't stop her she's too strong we've got to retreat and Scott is like no it's not over yet and Jean is like yes it is we have to we're go. fucking leaving she's like let's fucking leave before we die yeah and it's like the brotherhood are cheering wander on as the X-Men all leave and Pietro runs over and he's like you are great Wanda man I never thought you could be this in control if our father had known and Wanda pushes Pietro away and says your father not mine he'll pay for what he did to me and then she storms off it's pretty cool I I like this for her so then we go outside the mall Xavier is outside yeah so Xavier's just outside the mall waiting for them which I was like why didn't he help them interesting and so Jean goes we didn't have his choice Scott she was too much for us and Xavier's like, don't be too hard on yourselves. If it's anyone's fault, it's mine. I should have been training you how to handle somebody like Wanda. Yeah, like Honestly, like knowing the future of this statement, I'm like, wait a second. But yeah, why? What has Xavier been training them for? If not this, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's interesting <laughs> that Xavier is actually blaming himself here. But whatever. Anyway, Scott like <laughs> ignores that statement and walks off into the park by himself moodily. And Gene follows him and like doesn't say anything. And so do all the other X-Men. And Xavier is like... You know, handling defeat is as much of a mark of your character as coming home the victor. And from what I see, this was a lesson that was apparently much needed. Which, honestly, yeah. It was. I mean, like, I love the X-Men, but they always won. And they, like, always got the upper hand for doing... Like, Xavier's always like, well, these kids are bad and they're lost cause. So we're going to beat them up real quick and leave. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. been his been whole shtick on the show. Yeah. Anyway, we'll learn more about that in a couple episodes. So... <laughs> yep. So what would you rate this episode? Oh, it's like a six out of five. Yeah, it rules. Even with the muffin plot line, it's still definitely a five. Like, I loved it. Okay, the muffin plot line is like, it's stupid, but it's not like I didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny. Mm-hmm. It's there. It but is like, funny. And it is also a reflection of how the X-Men have gotten kind of complacent. And like, they're just goofing around. Like, they have no idea what's coming. Like, they just lead a charmed life. Right. And they have kind of forgotten what it's like for mutants that aren't like themselves, mm-hmm. which is what we get a lot in it. The- There's a lot going on in this episode. There really is. Uh, That's why it's a six out of five. Like, I mean, it sets up future plot lines in a really elegant way. It also brings up the past with Magneto in a in a smart way as well. Like it also brings in magic without even drawing any attention to it. And it's like, yeah, sure. Magic is real. Apparently, like it it rules. I don't know. I mean, it's really cool. And I've talked about this in the past, but sort of like this queer coding going on with like, okay, we have all these queer kids, but this queer kid is too queer. Like, I can't hide it from the public because Mm -hmm. they're just too gay. And, like, getting sent to an asylum by your parent because they can't control you, like, that's a lot, Okay, but there was, like, uh, this was definitely a thing 
years and years ago that if you were gay parents would send their children away with like it's like the same thing as like the pray away the gay mm-hmm. i mean it's still a thing in some in some parts of our country and some parts of the world where like conversion therapy exists even in the 90s when i was a kid i remember like people would comment about gay people in a negative context where they where they'd be like well you know those gays they're mentally ill mm-hmm. Do you know how many people got like locked away in asylums for like being like traumatized or something or being gay or being an artist, you know, like Like all of those things basically overlapped. I mean, I think it's only now that we're able to unpack some of those things and be like, these things are mental illness. These things are trauma. These things are like trauma because you were queer and society treated you like this and you've had to force yourself to be someone you're not. I mean, yeah, like sometimes you really didn't even have a mental illness. It was just like, but you like ended up with one because of like, right. And then so all these quotes, quote unquote insane asylums so that where these patients were tortured at least they came back as ghosts and started haunting everyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's also what this episode is about it's yeah. about ghosts and oh god wanda <laughs> as a ghost would be fucking terrifying luckily she's not a ghost i don't know why xavier wants to kill wanda do you really want wanda with like infinite power like floating around as a astral being yeah. i wouldn't want that I that's know. as bad as the shadow king Whatever. <laughs> that's not really what this episode's about. I'm so glad Agatha's here now. I think that's great. I feel like Wanda's finally getting some control that is much deserved because she's has this traumatic backstory. Yeah, which- but like, I have questions here where it's like, okay, but like Magneto dumps his child off at this mm-hmm. insane asylum because he's too at she's too out of control and Xavier goes to visit her like does he tell Xavier that she's there or does Xavier just go there because he's obsessed with Magneto because he's not actually helping Wanda he's, he's going there and essentially torturing her and leaving her on a I don't know a weekly basis yeah and then being like aren't they treating you nicely here they have like locked Wanda inside a metal box and it's like no they're not she's not even allowed to eat food like what do you expect (laughs) Xavier I don't know he probably found her in Cerebro and because he's so obsessed with Magneto and like is such a controlling person he was like okay I'm gonna get in here and like try to sway Wanda to my side because that's gonna be great for me in every level and like then he couldn't actually do it because he isn't actually good at what he tries to do and all he can do is delete people's brains and he isn't a good therapist at all so like he can't help her Xavier looks at this and is always like like, well, Wanda's just too out of control. And like, he literally says that line is like, you can come to my institute, except it will look bad for me. So you get to stay here. Sorry. And mm-hmm. it's like, and what it's like, the fuck? Dude, what are you even trying to do? Like, you're not helping. At the very least, you could try to improve conditions for her at this hospital in some type of way. How It's almost annoying that like Agatha shows up and like, I guess it, we have to assume it did take time for her to take control. But like, I don't know, even if it was like a month, do you see how easy it was just to help somebody? Like, obviously, she's not over her shit yet. Like, she's traumatized and has all this, like, damage now. Yeah, she's still angry at her father. But, but like, at least she's trying to deal with it because, like, somebody at some point spent, I don't know, a few weeks just giving a shit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that is that says so much about, like, mental health in our country. Also, like, if somebody needs help, just help them. But instead, we don't help people. We tell people not to get help. Instead, we tell people that there's something wrong with them and that, like, all it takes is just a little time to have somebody, like, support somebody. It's like making me visibly angry, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> but, know, like, I'm on Wanda's side in this episode. I'm all, I'm on Wanda's side in the comic books. I'm always on Wanda's side. Like, maybe stop traumatizing these people and they won't, like, go crazy. Like, these other characters are like, she has superpowers that are so un- out of control that the Phoenix Force is afraid of them. Mm-hmm. We should either kill her or lock her up or traumatize her. It's like, or you could do nice things for her. She probably won't use those powers to fucking, I don't know, 
like erase towns and think that they're in the 50s i don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i'm with you i i don't know where agatha was up to this point but it is definitely sad that xavier wasn't like okay i'm out of my depth here i need to find somebody who can actually help her like do i know any magic users like what's dr strange doing like yeah like xavier's like well if i can't handle it nobody can because i'm obviously the best i'm professor xavier i mean it's very overconfident like Clearly, Xavier wasn't helping her and Mystique managed to be the person to step in and be like, actually, I know a magic user who can help with this and I'm going to end up being able to be the mother figure or the parental figure that Wanda never had by like taking control of the situation. I mean, that's not to say that Mystique doesn't have her own problems and, you know, she takes advantage of people. Did Mystique know about Wanda previously or did she steal all that information to like get information on Xavier's then found this profile on Wanda and she's like, what the fuck is this? And then I, I was think like, that is what happened i mean according to this logic i don't think mystique did know and she's like wow like magneto abandoned his daughter somewhere and i had no fucking idea i mean and also like xavier's wow. like torturing her all the time mystique's like wow this is gonna be real easy to manipulate let me just like uh grab this real quick but also in a way i think mystique is trying to help her in the same way that mystique in her own fucked up way is trying to help all the brotherhood and, and rogue, rogue all the time yeah, yeah. you know it's because like mystique's like the world's really tough out there so like i'm gonna prefer you to like not trust anyone which mm -hmm. is mystique's own damage which it is, is like it is fair. it is fair but it's also abusive in a different type of way like it's it's kind of like the way that abuse can uh be reflected usually by a, a woman as opposed to a man where like she's just controlling a different type of way i mean yeah like she's she's a mother figure but she's also still trying to control their lives i mean i don't know it's just interesting and it's also interesting to think about rogue and like mystique feeling like a failure when it comes to rogue and then basically taking Magneto's daughter away and being like, well, maybe I can fix this situation and get back yeah. at Magneto by doing that because Magneto like took Rogue, remember? Like Magneto oh, took true. Rogue and Asteroid M and was like gonna kidnap Mystique's daughter. So that's right. That's another way that Mystique's getting back at Magneto. I didn't even think about that. And then you also have Pietro who's clearly so fucked up from whatever Magneto did and all this like Pietro and Wanda the version of them in here is sort of like the post house of M Pietro and Wanda because they have not been since 2004 or 5 or whenever that storyline happened they have not been good, good with each other yeah. like sometimes they hang out and Wanda's like yeah but you're a sociopath and I really don't want anything to do with you because like if you were going to help me you wouldn't have like tricked me into like changing the world <laughs> mm -hmm. in this show they're kind of in that similar position where wanda's like yeah you didn't fucking help me dude and in a weird way in this i don't think that they hate each other like i think she's really angry and i think pietro is too busy avoiding his feelings to understand where she's coming from mm -hmm. like at first when she walks in she screams at the at pietro and tries to kill him or whatever but then like weeks go by and she's training with agatha and like you know, Pietro is like, listen, I just want to talk to you. You are my sister. I still care about you, you know, and like admits to her that he's like, I don't agree with Magneto either, but also like, I don't know what else to but do. But he also is still like, you should feel kind of bad for Magneto because I think Pietro still has some damage and he still like wants to believe on some level that Magneto was right because otherwise he experiences too much guilt over the fact that he was there when when Wanda was left on yeah. at the asylum. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and like, I don't I don't feel like they're enemies in this even though they pre it's presented that way at the beginning i feel like they're just so damaged that they have to now sort of navigate that they're back together again mm -hmm. and like how are we going to deal with this it's also tough for people who were like both abused by the same person to come together right. especially when pietro clearly isn't in the same place with it that wanda is like wanda has achieved like full 
you know, revenge mode. She's like, I'm totally against Magneto. He's the person who hurt me. I'm against him 100%. And Pietro still kind of wants Magneto's validation on some level. Like he still kind of wants to go back to his dad, which is sad. He's like, hey, dad, can you like help me out? What do you think? Can you still love me? Yeah. Like that's sad, but they're also kids. So I don't have high expectations of them. Like I think they're just acting like humans, which is cool. I mean, it's good writing. It's it sad, is good though. writing. And it's like, it's also sad that Boom Boom has it to get kicked sad. out of the Brotherhood house because like, you're right that Mystique oversaw this, but Mystique's telling her to move out of the room. She's not telling her to leave the Brotherhood mansion. That's what she's saying. Mm, I mean, I think Mystique, much like any other adult, would let Tabitha stay if Tabitha was willing to respect authority, but it's Tabitha and she's never going to do that. Yeah, but we all like, yeah, she's never going to do that. And honestly, like at this point, like is Tabitha wrong? I don't she's know. Not like wrong. she's like, uh, yeah. Xavier and Mystique are both crazy, and also my dad's crazy, and Mister Sinister is crazy. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Mystique can tell that Tabitha is like too much her own person to follow her, and unfortunately, Mystique does bear enough similarity to Magneto and Xavier in this show that she also is like. I need people who are going to follow me without question or else I'm not going to be able to achieve what I want. I mean, like, let's point out that, like, it is Pietro who stops Boom Boom from doing this because Boom Boom's like, oh, no, Mystique's here. We got to respect her and, uh, like, do everything she says and, like, mm-hmm. like a please her in the same way I want to please Magneto. Yeah, like, the, the victim of an abusive person is the one who steps in. I mean, so is Tabitha, but Tabitha has already reacted to her abuse in a very different way. Like, she's right. over it in a different type of way. I think it's important that like we spend time with like all these characters who were abused on this episode. I know. It's really interesting. It, it really is. And like we spend some time with the X-Men, but like Jean and Scott, like eh. they're kind of fine. And Kurt's whole deal <laughs> is that she, I mean, Kurt does have his own trauma. He does. Kitty he does. doesn't have really any trauma. I, I mean, Evan I mean, at this point is the like. trauma of like realizing they're mutants. And then like, I would say Evan's trauma is getting sent to jail and then bailed out by Xavier. Okay, but like, like, that uh, was pretty fun, <laughs> Okay, but also, like, I do think it's important that the only people who have lines in, like, Evan and Rogue have one line each in this, but those lines are not lines that they're like, okay, Xavier, we'll do this. Evan sees Wanda and immediately identifies that, like, oh, shit, things are bad. Like, this Mm -hmm. isn't good. Should we even do this? Like, bad vibe. That's all he says. And then Rogue is also the person who's like, well, hold on. Like, who says Wanda's in the wrong? You know, Mm -hmm. like, those are the only tidbits we get from other characters of this otherwise it's like Kurt and Kitty be like I can't get Mike Bucks out and Scott and Jean being like who's gonna fuck Duncan this week like I don't know <laughs> yeah I mean they have just normal teenage problems Storm's not even here where is Storm and Logan on this show like, Storm and Logan don't exist Beast isn't on this episode either Logan, yeah where's Beast Logan's too busy like crying over like Captain America's glass coffin where he's sleeping like fucking Snow White. I don't Mm -hmm. know. He's still at the coffin. I don't even know. Logan's not important to this episode at all. He's just, he's not on the show at all. I don't know where he is. Like, I really want to know and I'm never going to know. You're never going to know. And the answer isn't even going to be interesting. That's the really sad part because it's X-Men Evolution. Um, Anyway, (laughs) should we do Who's That X-Men? Who's That not mutant but maybe a mutant but also as a venture but like the mutants don't like her because she's not a mutant but she probably is a mutant it's wanda (laughs) (laughs) great 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 oh my god okay so i ended up staying up until like 12 30 last night and we had to record at like 9 Mm a.m and like i'm doing these fucking notes and it's like i don't know why but her like we did pietro on the show but wanda's like 
excessively more complicated in a way that Pietro's is not. In the end of it all, like as going through all the parental stuff, we still don't know who their fucking parents are, and there probably still is Magneto. And then I was just annoyed, and I was like, did I really stay up until twelve thirty at night trying to research this, only to not get an answer, only to only get a sort of like a. Uh, an inkling that Magneto probably is their parents and that this whole thing's going to turn out to be like that they are mutants all along. Like, what the fuck? I hate Fox. Anyway, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. end. It is going to be a confusing timeline. Almost like having the ability to warp reality means that your timeline is going to be really fucking confusing. So good luck to you, Ryan. Um, I'm just along for the ride. I did not <laughs> go into every single time that Wanda, like, went to a town and was, like, going <laughs> to quickly turn it into somewhere else because that happens multiple times. So, like, that just happens, like, on a weekend for Wanda. I don't know. Just assume that happens every other week. Like, Wanda goes on vacation somewhere. She's like, oh, I'm going to go to, like, I don't know, the Caribbean. We're going to sit out in Aruba somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, uh But she just wants to change a couple things, you know. She's actually actually responsible for the Bermuda Triangle. It's like, it's like, oh, people are getting sucked into the Bermuda Triangle again. Oh, nope. It's just Wanda on vacation. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So... Scarlet Witch, she was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby in X-Men number four, which is the 1964 version. I specify because if you Google X-Men number four, you have like a thousand different runs of that. Mm -hmm. Her powers are, well, her mutant power is that she has superhero genes that allow her energy manipulation and access to magical energies. That's her actual mutant power. And then through that, she has probability manipulation, the ability to sense magic, spell casting, teleportation, time manipulation, and reality warping, which at this point, Everyone who is listening to our show and has watched a Marvel property at this point knows that Wanda is capable of doing this now. Mm-hmm. Like she is a Scarlet Witch. Even on WandaVision, like they didn't even really explain all that. They were like, she suddenly has the power to alter reality. And then at the end, Agatha's like, yeah, that's because she has extra super Scarlet Witch powers, which I'm still not going to explain. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they don't it. really need to explain it because what is there to explain? You know, it's it is what it is. She's the Scarlet Witch. There's a book right. that says it. That's fine. Yeah, that's enough. That's it. Okay, so I wrote down a bunch of notes about who their parents are or may not be, but I don't know. I'm Great. cutting all that out because it revisits again. It's like, you don't even want to give it like a, a shot. I mean, it's such a, no, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm going to talk about like, like I had went down. I was like, okay, so what is the stuff that they say is her parent, their parents. And then like, I wrote all that down and then I did further in research and it like immediately like negated itself. So I was like, <laughs> I don't even fucking know, but I guess, Question mark Natalia Maximoff had two children, Pietro and Wanda, but it could also have been Magda. We mm-hmm. don't really know because even in the Scarlet Witch miniseries where they explore this, it's still like questionable if Natalia is even their parents because they're like, it also might be like these other two people. And I was like, I just read this too. And I was like, this still doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, so yeah. um, basically what we do know is that at some point, um, Natalia leaves her children in the care of Mario and Django. It's slash Magda did this. We don't know. We don't mm-hmm. fucking know. So a uh, woman we do. did this after giving birth to the twins. Yes. A woman left Pietro and Wanda with Mario and Django Maximoff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they lived out in, I forget where fucking, um, I wrote it down somewhere else. Transylvania. Honestly, yes. <laughs> Transylvania with fucking the Castlevania version. Dracula's Drac- in a castle nearby. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll make memes about it now. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, so they are attacked by the Knights of Wondergore who work and 
are created by the high evolutionary. We got some of this on that one episode of X-Men, the animated series. Yes, that was we like did. totally yeah. batching it saying that Wolverine was calling beast. But the high evolutionary was in that episode and he kind of matters to Wanda and Pietro's backstory. He now. does. He does. Because even like with the question of who their parents are recently, he was like, it's not what you think it is. It's like, fuck off, dude. Like you're not helping anyone. <laughs> and so he wants these two twins because he's like, their genetics are crazy. And I want, to work on superhumans. Mm-hmm. So a local priest of the town that they're living in is like, okay, well, I don't want to be attacked anymore. So I'm going to hand over the twins to the high evolutionary. And then the high evolutionary does experiment on them, which when I thought about it is like, that is what happens in the MCU. Kind of. Because in the MCU, they're like, oh, we experimented them on them in Hydra yeah. or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. with these like... The Infinity Stone, yeah. Now that we think about it, even with like fucking WandaVision, Agatha's like, yeah, but your powers were already there, dude. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't given to you by what they did. They just experimented on those powers because you had powers and you repressed that idea that you had powers. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Is High Evolutionary Hydra in the MCU? Who knows? See, like, this is what I mean. I'm like, writing this shit down, I'm like, getting more confused, but whatever. Okay, so <laughs> the High Evolutionary experiments on them and during that time, the cow lady Bova takes care of them. Mm-hmm. Later, the wizard and his pregnant wife, Miss America, arrive at Mount Wendigore, and Madeline goes into labor, but she and the child both die during the labor. And Wizard gets really fucking depressed. And Bova's like, hey, there's these two kids that I don't think should be experimented on if you want to get them the fuck out of here. And Wizard's like, no, I don't want to adopt these children. And he leaves. Okay, <laughs> great. So anyway, this is where I don't even understand what happens. Either Natalia Maximoff or Magda attacks Wundegar and fights the High Evolutionary and she is killed, in parentheses, by their unnamed father of Wanda and Pietro. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't... Again, this is like what they're doing in current comics. I'm I like, know. Oh, I respect my God, you for I trying can't... your best to explain this. I, I totally get it. And Pietro's, I didn't quite revisit it as much because it didn't matter as much. Until, like, because from Wanda, it does. It kind of does. And I think it also matters to people listening now because they're probably curious about how many times it's been retconned. That's sort of what I was thinking about, too. And also, yeah. Pietro, when we did his backstory, it was confusing when I tried explaining that. But also... Pietro doesn't spend as much time trying to figure out his fucking lineage because eventually he's like, I'm just going to go hang out in space with the Inhumans and fuck them and have children with them so I cannot come out of the closet Mm -hmm. anyway. But Wanda's actually disturbed by it and she keeps trying to figure it out. Right. So then after all this, the high evolutionary is like, yeah, this is too much for me. I'm giving the children back to Mario and Django. And the children are so young that they like are traumatized and don't remember what happened. Like they blew up. There was a war. Who knows? And so Mm -hmm. which they do sort of show in WandaVision. Yeah. Although the Sokovia thing happens when they're adults or at least young adults. Right. I think they're going to wreck on a lot of that anyway. But anyway, so Mario and Django decide that they're never going to explain the true heritage of the children to the twins. And before the twins reach their 10th birthday, they start showing signs of their abilities. Like, you know, Quicksilver starts running around. Wanda starts levitating shit. Uh, and locals see this and they're like afraid of the kids because they know they have superpowers. And at some point, like they're so poor, which again, we kind of see a WandaVision. Like they don't have any money and Django mm-hmm. steals bread to feed, feed the family. Mm. And the locals of the Roma tribe are like, well, fuck that. We're going to burn down their homes. And they burn down the wagon that Maria is in. And she is presumably dead, but she doesn't actually die. And Django is beaten to he's get the shit beaten out of him. And so Wanda and Pietro flee, which we did talk about before. 
And they think that Django and Maria are dead. I, wow, I was really tired because I'm not spending, spelling anything right now that are reading the notes. <laughs> uh, I like wrote, I literally wrote Mario. Uh, <laughs> Mario is dead, but Mario is actually surprisingly alive. Mario it's, and uh, Luigi are supposedly dead. I don't know. Unknown to them, Mario does survive the fire and suffer serious burns and scarry. And Django breaks down after this. And like, he's so traumatized that he starts replacing memories with other memories. Mm. And he thinks that Wanda and Pietro are his real children, Anna and Matteo, who are also dead. And so he goes to live his own solitary life. So after... Like, at this point, these two children are so traumatized. Yeah, and so is everybody they've ever interacted with, basically. like I mean, really. And and the next thing is that they've repressed their trauma, and Wanda and Pietro start traveling Transia for, like, years. And Pietro is very protective of Wanda during this time, which we did talk about that on Pietro's Spotlight episode. Mm -hmm. And when they are in their late teens, Wanda saves a child with her powers, and the locals accuse her of witchcraft and try to burn her at the stake. There's a lot of this happening where Wanda, Wanda's constantly trying to be killed for like, I don't know, making things better. Yeah. So then Magneto arrives and he's like, hey, you guys are actually mutants. And like, that's what's going on here. And since I rescued you from dying at the stake, you owe me a debt of the rescue. And so he takes them in as the first recruits for the original Brotherhood of Mutants, like in the 1954. Is that what I said? 70s, probably. I don't know. Wait, hold on. I wrote down the date here. 1964. I was off by 10 years. Whatever. Anyway, um, he takes them in as their first recruits, and Pietro takes on the name Quicksilver, and Wanda takes in the name the Scarlet Witch. During their time as the Brotherhood, Wanda and Pietro fight the X-Men multiple times. There's nothing super of note here. Uh, During that time, Doth both Toad and Mastermind want to fuck Wanda real bad, real bad, and mm. she never responds to their advances. When Magneto is abducted by the Stranger, and we talked about this on Quicksilver's Spotlight, the Brotherhood dissolves and the twins declare that they've paid their debt and they good, they want to atone for their sins, so they join the Avengers. Wanda's accidentally shot in a mission against Magneto, and Quicksilver gets real pissed off at the Avengers for not helping, yep. so he grabs Wanda and they rejoin Magneto briefly, but after an encounter with the X-Men, they both confirm that they're not really like willing to associate with Magneto anymore, and so they leave. We also talked about this briefly on Quicksilver Spotlight, where Archon kidnaps Wanda. Archon, our favorite, uh, <laughs> who just loves kidnapping women and he bringing them it. into space. Super powerful women, usually. Yeah, that's yeah, his thing. Which is, which is, I don't know what Archon is ever trying to do. So Quicksilver goes back to the Avengers for help. They rescue Wanda, and Wanda falls in love with the Vision. Yeah. Everybody in the Avengers is approving of this, but Quicksilver is like, what the fuck? No. Mm-hmm. Wanda and Quicksilver then meet the Wizard, who reveals that they that he believes that they are his children because he was supposed to raise them. But then Django shows up in America and he's like, actually, I'm still alive and you are actually Anna and Mateo. You're not any of those people. <laughs> and so then the twins are like, okay, let's go to Wondegore and figure out what fucking happened. And during that time, Wanda gets possessed by I don't know how to pronounce this. C-H-T-H-O-N. That's a demon that exists in the Marvel sure. Universe. Kathon? Kathon? I've always pronounced it Shitan. <laughs> like Shitan? Great. It's Shitan. Whatever. Now. It's Shitan. <laughs> anyway, um, Quicksilver meets Bova, who confirms that the twins are not wizards or Django's children. And Bova's like, actually, I delivered the children myself from a mm-hmm. woman named Magda, who is fleeing her crazy ass husband. Now, Magda could also be Natalia at this point. This is where it gets confusing because it's like 
the same story happens for Natalia or whatever, or yeah. Natalia or whatever her name is. And they just kind of erase Magda. And I think Magda and Natalia are the same fucking person after I've done all this fucking research. Whatever. <laughs> Does Bova reveal that Magneto's their dad at this point? I remember reading these and I feel like at some point that is revealed. Bova reveals that to Magneto later. Okay, so okay. After Wanda is freed from being possessed by that shiton demon (laughs) Django dies wanda then becomes an apprentice of agatha harkness who does not reveal anything that she knows about wanda's real mother probably because agatha is not even really sure herself and neither are we so can we really blame agatha for that one (laughs) yeah it's not agatha all along anyway wanda and the vision then get married quicksilver still doesn't approve of this wanda and the vision leave the avengers to establish a life for themselves outside of the team they move to new jersey they get a little house it's adorable everybody in the neighborhood fucking hates them well no that's not yet it actually happens twice so they first oh, moved wow. to new jersey this time and during this time they fight against Ispisa, the only enemy of the wizard and then that character then kills the wizard mm-hmm. magneto then finds out from bova that the twins are his children and that he was the lunatic that was chasing after magda slash natalia i don't know we'll never know we'll probably find out in sometime in the next five years he comes to them shortly after quicksilver's daughter is born because quicksilver is now fucking crystal on the moon and so he has this kid, Luna, and he tells them that he's their father and he's learned this and he wants to start a new relationship with them. They're kind of uneasy about it, but they're like, okay, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, at this point, crazier shit has happened. Mm-hmm. Later, the neighbors of Vision and Wanda burn down their house because they're terrified of them and, like, the shit that Wanda and Vision are doing. I remember this, yeah. Which yep. we know this story at this point. And so Wanda and Vision rejoin the Avengers. When the alien computer Isaac takes over Vision's personality and gets access to international computer and security systems for global domination, he's eventually fixed. But when he is restored to his proper mind, the U.S. government is like, no, we need to confine Vision, maybe take him apart and like confine him to study him Mm -hmm. because he's technically property of the government because he is associated with the Avengers. So to ensure his freedom, Wanda and Vision quit the Avengers and they then buy a home in New Jersey. So this is like the second time this happens. Okay. I read all of these and clearly they're running together in my mind. But yeah, these are all great comics, by the way. I enjoyed all these. They actually are very good. Uh, So Vision then explains to Wanda that he wishes he could have children, but he can't because he's a robot. Mm -hmm. And Wanda's like feels really fucking sad about it. The couple is then kidnapped by the residents of New Salem who reveal that they recently killed Agatha Harkness, except they didn't actually do that, which we'll find <laughs> out shortly. While Wanda and Vision have to kill the leader there, Wanda hears Agatha calling out to her and saying, use this magical power while you can and while it's right there, use it to do some good. So Wanda's like, I guess that means I should make myself pregnant. <laughs> Toad then tries to kidnap Wanda and make her his bride. But when she sees that she's pregnant, he's repulsed by her. And so Wanda beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Wanda then goes into labor and Dr. Strange is the one who delivers, who delivers those twin boys, uh, you know, Thomas and William. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's important. Oh, of course. <laughs> they relocate their family to Los Angeles to join the West Coast Avengers. The government still think that Vision has downloaded all this top secret info. So they kidnap the Vision dismantle him and wipe out his personality which we just saw this he's then built into the white robot that is emotionless and has memories of you know everything but does not feel the emotional attachment and it takes a while for that to rebuild Mm -hmm. Uh, Agatha Harkness then shows up and she's like 
actually, I wasn't dead. I don't know why they told you that. <laughs> you know, she's a witch. And even though they burned me at the stake, you know, I'm a witch and I can get around from dying. Like we just saw this too on WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she reveals that Thomas and William are not real, but the result of Wanda suffering a hysterical pregnancy that was influenced by the mag- magic that she put inside of herself. Wanda cannot create life. So the souls of the twins are were drawn from the scattered pieces of Mephisto. Mephisto arrives and reabsorbs the children into himself. Agatha removes the memories of Wanda's children from her because she sees that as long as that she's connected to that, Mephisto could then control Wanda. So if she erases those memories, then Mephisto can't connect with her over it anymore. Sure. Years later, it is real that the young Avengers, like, you know, Billy and Tommy are reincarnated twins of Wanda's children. We love them. Great story for those characters. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Take a breath, guys. Uh, Wanda is then brainwashed to become the bride of Set, but she is freed from control and becomes catatonic from all the trauma in her life. Mm. So Vision decides that Wanda can't be helped and leaves her and the team because he has no emotion connected to her. Wanda then becomes responsive and she goes crazy. She attacks the Avengers and assaults Wanda. She sexually assaults Wonder Man, then rejoins Magneto. But then it's like Agatha then discovers that the villain Immortus is controlling Wanda and has brainwashed her and is like also slightly possessing her and that Wanda has become a nexus being where she can control time and reality itself and they're like yeah she's really fucking dangerous uh, and so the Avengers battle Immortus and Agatha reaches out mentally to Wanda and frees her and brings her back to normal Vision still is unable to feel love or emotion and has his marriage with Wanda annulled so then she gets even more fucked up Wonder Man then reveals that he's in love with Wanda, but she's like, I'm not ready for any of this shit right now. Um, Wanda then sees an alternate reality where Vision and her, like she just goes, she like pops into another universe briefly. Like she looks through the window. She has this ability where she can like look into other universes Mm -hmm. and she sees that her and Vision and her family are still happy. And she's like, I can deal with all my losses knowing that at some version of me is not as fucked up as this version of me. Wanda then tries to work it out with the Vision, but he still claims he has no feelings for her, but at this point, he's actually developing feelings again, but he like hides that for a really long fucking time because he's a robot and he doesn't know he shouldn't do that. <laughs> Wanda is then nominated as the leader of the West Coast Avengers. It's short-lived because the Avengers then dissolve the West Coast Avengers. There is a whole timeline where she gets that gets warped out of another reality in the 90s that goes on for several years, and I decided not to talk about it because like that, again, is not actually helpful to anything. Morgan Le Fay kidnaps Wanda to use her as a conduit for magical powers. This seems to be a thing that happens to Wanda a lot. During this time, Wanda resurrects a dead Wonder Man because at some point he died like during that timeline. I don't know. like Reality was warping around Wanda again, and like he died during that. So during this time, Wanda resurrects a Wonder Man by summoning his ionic energies back into a humanoid form. After the defeat of Morgan, Wanda checks on Vision and they have a bunch of back and forth if they can like fuck or not. And they decide, I don't know what they decide on. I don't think they come to a decision. So Wanda then restores the rest of life to Wonder Man and he becomes human again. Now Wanda's like totally like her powers are way out of control. And she she seeks the help of Agatha again. And she's like, hey, can you help me? And Agatha's like, yeah, I'm going to do what I can because I found out the Phoenix Force is afraid of you. So you are literally the most powerful being in the universe. Mm. So let's see what we can do here. So Wanda just like, she works on that for a while. She pursues a relationship with Wonder Man, but then they break up. Then Wanda and Vision start rekindling their relationship and they start fucking again. Then at some point, Wasp accidentally references like the twins, like on a, like an aside. She's like, yeah, but what about Wanda's kids that we erase the memories of? And then Wanda's like, Oh, wait a second. 
all my repressed trauma and memories are coming back to me in this absolute moment. And I'm going to go absolutely crazy, which I mean, honestly, I'm on Wanda's side here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like everything I just described is ludicrous. And people keep on brainwashing her being like, we can't let her feel these things. And like, if she does, she might go crazy. And so, well, yeah, you know, you let it happen. So mm-hmm, Wanda mm-hmm. then kills Agatha, but like for a while. So she kills Agatha. She like manipulates everybody to fight each other, fucks with their minds. Vision is destroyed by She-Hulk. Hawkeye is killed fighting a simulated Kree soldier. Uh, Scott Lane is killed in an explosion. Doctor Strange eventually defeats Wanda and she falls into a coma. Magneto then shows up. He's like, yeah, this is my kid. Can you all the... Get the fuck away from her, please. Like, what the fuck? And so he takes Wanda away. Xavier is then like, uh oh, Magneto can't have her. My boyfriend has this dangerous being. So <laughs> Xavier quickly goes to the Avengers. And he's like, Wanda's too out of control. So I think the best resolve is, we, is if we kill her, like, let's just shoot her in the head while she's like in a coma. And Pietro mm. finds out and he's like, oh, no, we're not killing my sister. So he runs to Magneto. Magneto's like, I don't know what I can even do anymore. This because this situation is like so bonkers out of control. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so Pietro like wakes Wanda up and he's like, hey, um, I'm going to quickly manipulate you into creating a false reality over the entire world where everybody has their heart's desires and also we're in charge and Magneto is king of Earth. And that's House of M. <laughs> yeah. And like a few people obviously retain their memories, which are like Logan, I think Hawkeye and Layla Miller. And then Emma Frost comes into what's going on and then she starts going around being like, no, what the fuck's happening here? Uh, and at the end of that, Magneto discovers that they're in a false reality that Quicksilver is responsible for, even though Wanda did it. Like, Pietro is the one who, like, manipulated this situation. So Magneto's like, yeah, what the fuck, dude? So he murders Pietro in cold blood. And then two seconds later, Wanda's like, no, 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 we're not killing my brother. So she resurrects him back to life. And enraged with everything that's happened to her at this point, she mutters no more mutants, creating M-Day, which there's only, like, 300 mutants left in the world. and has made all mutants and X-Men hate Wanda forever and ever and ever and ever. And that still hasn't been resolved. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wanda then disappears for, I don't know, like a decade of comics. And it turns out she's been hiding out in Transia for a while. Dr. Doom takes her in and she, he leaves a bunch of like doom bots in the, like, I don't know, in the shape of Wanda, which beast and Hawkeye both find over time. And Hawkeye fucks one of the doom bots. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is one of our favorite plot points. Yeah, like, we talked many... about it on our WandaVision episode. Yeah, it's so good. Meanwhile, Wiccan and Speed finally meet each other and they work on the Young Adventures. And Wiccan's like, um, I think we're actually those reincarnated children that Wanda <laughs> like had. Uh yeah. like I don't I don't know what happened there. And so the Young Avengers and eventually are like, Well, what if we go find Wanda? And Magneto and Quicksilver join forces because Magneto shows up. He's like, Hey, I'm your granddad. Quicksilver's like, yeah, I'm your uncle. So let's like go find Wanda. If we think she's alive somewhere because Billy thinks she's alive. He's like, I don't think she's gone. Let's go and find her. She's probably in trouble to which all the Avengers at the X-Men are like, we Wanda's alive. We should probably go and find her and kill her. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh my God. Eventually they do find Wanda with Dr. Doom and she's amnesiac. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. I've repressed all my trauma again. Mm -hmm. And then eventually she does regain her memory and she's like, Oh my God, I did this to the world time to commit suicide. And Wiccan's like, wait, 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 we just find you. Please don't kill yourself. Like I like, there's gotta be another way than you killing yourself or the Avengers of the X-Men killing you. 
Not that they have time to do that right now because they're too busy fighting each other about who's going to kill Wanda. So that's yeah. like a whole thing that's going on. So then Doom steals Wanda's reality altering powers. He can't do anything with them because Dr. Doom is actually pretty useless with this shit. So then Wanda's like, okay, you don't know what you're doing. Let's like release this. And like, I think I can also change everything back to the way it was and then cyclops is all like no you need to be responsible for what you did so we need to put you on trial and maybe murder you and Wanda's like well what if i just turn everything back and scott's like that's not good enough and everyone's <laughs> like wait why scott why and then it's too late and then she loses the ability to do it and they're like thanks scott you're a fucking dumbass so then she gets all her powers back and she decides to remain in solitude after all the avengers and the x-men try to kill her yet again and then she's like i don't know i'm just gonna try and like connect with my lost children instead during Avengers versus X-Men, she does show back up and she rejoins the team because Miss Marvel and Spider-Woman are like, honestly, she doesn't seem that bad. I think it's all of you that are fucking things up. Thank you, Kamala. Thank you for being like, I think you're all wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, again, it's like, why did it take like fucking like Billy and Tommy and like Kamala? These literal children are like, why can't these adults do it? There's just so many moments in that young Avengers comics where the Avengers and the X-Men start screaming at each other and fighting each other every single time they're all there. And Billy's like, I don't understand why they keep doing this. Like, <laughs> why? As soon as Wanda comes, she's like, all right, I'll join the team. Vision's like, no, you're responsible for everything that's ever happened in this world. And you're a terrible person. And I hope you die. And Wanda's like, I can't be here. And she leaves sobbing because like the one person she loved just said that to her. Mm -hmm. So then she disappears for a while. When the Avengers go to extract Hope Summers from Utopia and they're nearly defeated by all the X-Men who are being possessed by the Phoenix Force, Wanda shows up and she's like, actually, I have the ability to deal with this. And so she does. And Hope and Scarlet Witch start working together. Scarlet Witch starts training Hope. They combine their powers and they say no more Phoenix, stopping all the bullshit that's going on and also undoes all of M-Day. Like, it's basically like Hope and Wanda fix everything. But then also like the mutants are like, this is still Wanda's fault. So um, anyway, she's not allowed here. Despite this, many mutants still have hatred towards Wanda, even though, which is funny because also oftentimes people have a lot of hatred towards Hope and Wanda and Hope are like, what the actual fuck? Then there's this whole period of time where Xavier, oh my God, I don't even know how to explain this. So Xavier like goes crazy again. And <laughs> okay, so like he's he's going crazy and evil and he's like Hydra man. now. So this is Hydra Xavier, but it actually turns out that he's being controlled by Red School skull and it wasn't xavier at all it was definitely just red skull got it yeah that's like a whole plot point that happens i think rogue at some point like puts on magneto's helmet and like punches red skull in the face which is fantastic so wanda and dr strange tried to cast a spell to draw a red skull out of xavier and put him back in control of his body but the spell goes backward and it makes doctor and strange and scarlet witch turn into villains briefly and wanda uses a spell that punishes, punishes her own bloodline and she sees that pietro is affected by it but not magneto but i'm pretty sure magneto was also wearing his helmet at that time so like that would have that's like a whole fucking thing that happens and she's like um why didn't that affect you magneto and it's like i don't know he was wearing his helmet he probably couldn't be mind wiped i don't know Anyway, so Wanda Pietro are then brought over by the High Evolutionary where he's like, actually, Django and Mario were your true parents, but they you have no X gene. And also Django and Mario aren't your true parents. And also like Magneto's not your dad. And also like Magna's not, Magna's not your dad. But this other girl, Natalia, that's related to Django and Mario is your mother. Even in her backstory is exactly the same as Magda's. So uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, thanks, High Evolutionary. You're not helping and Pietro's like, this sounds like bullshit. And Wanda's like, no, it absolutely has to be true. Uh, so then Wanda like leaves the Avengers to go figure out like her past while Pietro just leaves. And 
She works with the ghost of Agatha Harkness during this time. This is her solo series to fight the Emerald Rorlock and figure out what her true heritage is. The second Civil War begins and Pietro runs over to her for help at one point during that. And she's like, yeah, I'm not getting involved with that because every single time I'm there, somebody tries to fucking kill me. And also you tried to manipulate me. So I think you're actually a sociopath and I don't want anything to do with you anymore. And Pietro's like, wait, what the fuck? Well, actually, everything is your fault, Wanda. And Wanda's like, why don't you just like never talk to me again, please? Wanda does find Maria, who turns out to be alive, and she's like, you are the children of my sister Natalia, and she gave birth to you when she was trying to escape a madman, and I was like, oh my god, this I just read this too, and even during that I was getting annoyed, I was like, Jesus Christ. Is the madman supposed to be Magneto in that scenario? We, we don't know! It's like, <laughs> now they're like, they're like, it was a mysterious person that we can't name, at least while the rights are like floating around. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So then Wanda joins Natalia and Agatha on like the astral plane. And during that time, Agatha's like, don't tell Natalia that you're her kid because like she can't know that. So then I'm like, why is Agatha even saying that? Like, does Agatha know that that's not actually her mom? What the fuck is happening? I actually, my theory is that Natalia Wanda is actually the same person. And I think the Scarlet Witch just keeps reincarnating. That's actually my personal theory, Hmm. which makes more sense to me than any of the other bullshit that I've read in the past 25 minutes. That's how long (laughs) this is going on for. Anyway, so Wanda joins Natalia and Agatha to do like the, you know, typical three witches. It's fucking charm now Mm -hmm. to destroy some magic shit. And Pietro's here and they all fight. I hated this. Like this last three chapters of Wanda's solar series was fucking nuts. And it didn't make any fucking sense. Like I was really annoyed. And so that's kind of where things got left off. Krakoa has been formed and Wanda is considered an enemy of the state. I think decided by Xavier. I think Mm -hmm. that's what it came down to for the events of M-Day. And they refer to her as the great pretender, even though she probably still is a mutant because now we have to explore all this shit again. And during this time that like Krakoa is being formed, Wanda doesn't know about this. So she goes to Genosha, which has been like, you know, abandoned. And she's like, okay, well, I know Cassandra Nova. I killed a bunch of people here. So maybe you can bring them back to life to show them that I'm friendly and I want to help them and that I'm one of them. All those fucking mutants turn into zombies and Dr. Strange shows up and they put a barrier on the, on the place. And Dr. Strange's like, let's just not tell anybody about this. And Wanda's like, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> and Wanda is still kind of like working with the Avengers now. So yeah, uh, we're left in this place that Magneto probably is still their dad, turns out. Or he will turn out to be their dad if the rights line up and if the MCU decides that they want to incorporate that again, which TBD, honestly, because it wasn't in WandaVision. The door's still open, or at least a jar. Billy and Tommy exist. I think it was actually really useful, probably, to most people to hear that full backstory. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that literally took me 25 minutes, I think, or 30. I don't know when we got onto it. But anyway, so that's Wanda. And from what I understand is that, like, all that shit with their parents, like they combined Magda and Natalia into one person from what I can tell, even though they haven't officially said that because Natalia's whole thing is that she was trying to run away from a madman that Bova helped her gave her gave birth to. I'm like, okay, so are they the same fucking person or not? Like, like was just- she trying to run away because she found out that the guy that she slept with was a mutant and she was afraid of him suddenly because she didn't understand Who it? fucking knows? Like, I mean, and the only reason why this has happened is because the fucking rights issues were so fucking bonkers for like a full 10 years. And mm-hmm. like, finally, the rights are like back in the right fucking hands again. And we're like, okay, thank God. Can you like do this now? So that's why I'm like, I think sometime in the next five years, the MCU will make a decision about what they want to do. And then the comics will reflect that. And I think at that point we won't see any more changes, but like until then, here you go. I Mm -hmm. don't know. 
The end. Should we talk about who's gay in this episode? <laughs> the card out here Scott okay, I forgot about that. scott's just like um where's duncan because i want to blow him right now mm-hmm. i also thought kurt hiding behind scott's legs hiding from the muffin was like really adorable and i still ship the two of them so i just wanted to give that a little shout out as well because uh it's really cute and i enjoy the two of them together do we feel like the gayest character is still wanda i mean i don't know i do feel like the haircut scene is a literal queer icon type of a scene like there is just something to that to like a female character being like i'm going to present more butch and take control of my identity in a really specific visual way but it's not like wanda is hooking up with anybody like she's still you know traumatized and and so on and so forth so it's not it's not that kind of thing but yeah i do think there's queer energy in the haircut scene that i enjoy a lot a lot of fans of x-men evolution commonly paired wanda and rogue together I would like if you, that. If you, if you yeah. went to like archive on her own, I bet you would see, find a lot of that stuff there. Mm, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, why wouldn't why wouldn't you take the two goth girls and put them together? Mm-hmm. Although they also both have the common backstory of like mysterious parentage, abusive parents who used them and lied to them, and like now they're coming into their own about their powers and like figuring out who they want to be. I mean, and we're both kind of gay. They're you both kind of gay. They're both kind of goth. I don't know. I can ship it. I can ship it too. Yeah, I dig it. This has been an episode of the Mutant Ages. It's it been has. gay, and it's been mostly Wandavision. We just went into their actual story, so hopefully this helps somebody out there. Mm-hmm. It didn't really help me, but you know. <laughs> We still don't understand any of it. <laughs> Neither does the MCU, but it's all good. That's what we try to explain on this show, The Mutant Yay. Ages. So now it's time for plugs. What is yes. next week's episode? Is it the season finale? Yeah, it's two. It's a two-parter. Uh, somebody actually reached out to us and asked if we would be doing it as one go. And the answer is no. We're going to still do it as... Because in the original airing, it aired back to back. So they did two episodes that came out at the same time. Wow. And they had asked if we wanted to do that. The answer is no, because we're actually trying to thin out our episodes a little bit here before we get to the first class movie. So we're going to do the two episodes. And then we're also going to do a reader mail. And then we're going to do our first class review. Special. Yes. Yeah. That is the order of episodes. So now you have like a super stacked schedule of what you can expect from the next four weeks of Mutant Ages uploads. Also, right. we always split up the season finales because we talk too damn much on this show. And do you really think we don't need an hour and a half to talk about 20 minutes of television? Because we do. Okay, we do. <laughs> we so do. we're going to split it up. Uh, so let's do plugs. Uh, when we eventually do that reader mail episode, which is not that far away, hopefully you will participate. Hopefully you will write in to the Mutant Ages at Gmail com and send us an email or you can ask us a question or just like shoot the shit with other fans in our discord server where you, you can find that link at mutantages.com as well or you can also leave us a voicemail at 1508-319-1668 and um, we have a p.o box as well where we do unboxings on our youtube channel uh and that's p.o box 3344 natick massachusetts 01760 and you should probably head over to our YouTube channel. We have a pretty recent unboxing of um, some action figures and other cool shit that people sent to us. 
And uh, yeah, that's the Mutant Ages on YouTube. Um, you want to talk about that a little more? The Mutant Ages on YouTube has all sorts of fun things. Like you just listed there, we sometimes uh, line up this show with the actual animation of the original shows. So we take clips from our show and do that. We do parody videos over there. We are playing every single video game over there. It's been a little while, but we will be playing the next Game Gear game next. Uh, I think there's <laughs> three of them all together. And we've yeah. done the first two. We've played we like... We beat them. Yeah, we actually did, which is like really... It, I didn't think that would happen, but thank God for save states. That is how you beat games that are that old. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we will be returning to that. I also have an, a uh, YouTube channel that is an adventure vlog, very specific like theme park stuff, which are all opening up again because the pandemic is looking a lot nicer than it was last year. And so we are going to be going to lots of theme parks in the upcoming weeks. Six Flags, like Compounds. Really fucking pumped about that, honestly. Mm -hmm. I also have a Twitch stream if you want to check that out because I've been streaming the Avengers game over there. Katie and I, Katie from Warcraft Valley is now streaming with me and we're playing Pokemon Go. Did you mean to say Pokemon Snap, by the way? When I say Pokemon Go? Oh yeah, yeah. Pokemon Snap. Oh yeah, well, I mean... (laughs) Katie does play Pokemon Go. I do not anymore. I've given up on that mm-hmm. again. You'll be back. But yeah, Poke- it's really great, by the way. Pokemon Snap's really fucking good. I'm really addicted to it already. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's not what the show's about, though. We're also all over the internet. We have social media for the Mutant Ages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Pinterest, TikTok, and we're also individually on Twitter. I'm at Ryan Pagella and on Instagram at Ryan.Pagella. Maddie, where are you? I am at Mitty Myers on all social medias everywhere ever. Uh, So anyway, if you want to support this show uh, and if you can afford to do so, which we know that's always an open question, uh, we would recommend, first of all, checking out our store. You can get some really cool merch. You can get a Time Travel is Real t-shirt or bag or mug or mask or, you know, the Mutant Ages logo on all those things. Uh, Our Teespring store, you can find a link to it. Uh, Honestly, in every episode description, it's right there, but also it's at themutantages.com. And if you want to support us more long term or just, you know, pay less per month, Depending on what you can afford, you can go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and you can pick a tier. There's bonus audio episode tiers where we talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier last week. Spoiler episode uh, and all kinds of stuff. There's a ton of episodes about WandaVision with all of our speculations as the show was running live and like old episodes about Birds of Prey into the Spider-Verse, all kinds of stuff. Um, It's worth checking out the archives if you become a backer. And if you are backing us at the highest level, we give you a shout out on the show. I don't even know how to do Wanda's voice. You just be super goth, I guess. (laughs) I'm so angry about my trauma. (laughs) Like that's (sighs) Brock, Samuel B, Soren B, Zach S. We're going to break out of this insane asylum together and get revenge on my father. (laughs) Oh, my God. That was pretty good, actually. I like okay, that. Thanks. Congratulations on truly inhabiting Wanda Maximov, the one and only. Well, at least the X-Men Evolution version of her, which is a lot angrier than the one in the comic books should be. Mm-hmm. And a lot angrier than the one that Elizabeth Olsen plays. Uh, the one Elizabeth Olsen plays is mostly just sad. Who knows? We saw her at the end of WandaVision. She looked pretty angry then. That's <laughs> true. And she did look pretty angry when she showed up and saw Vision all broken to pieces and stuff. Like, she certainly has her moments on that show. That's true. If you can't afford to support us, though, uh, we still love you, of course, and appreciate you. And we hope that you'll consider leaving us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or a rating on our Facebook page or just sharing the show with your pals on your own personal social media and saying you That's like it. Right. That goes a long way. Word of mouth is how most people find out about podcasts. So help us out that way. As Wolverine knows, there's a lot of things you could do with your mouth. That's so true. <laughs> that is true. And that is what Ryan is about to leave and go do. 
because it's another end of episode moment to hear about Wolverine in Ryan's bed. Yeah, it's like I like that we end this X-Men show with an triple X X time. That's right. Um, And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Logan, bring the bagels to bed. <laughs> you always want bagels. I don't know why. They don't actually make me feel good when I eat them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, see you next time. The